Wow. I, to me, it sounded good. Like in my ears, it sounded like we were in sync. See, to me, I said it, but there was a long pause and then you cut it. So the truth is somewhere in the middle. I'm hoping that because we're recording on my end, that maybe it'll be in sync because it sounded in sync to me. Hey, yes. I I don't know. Let's go with that. That's what I'm going to tell myself to make myself feel better. I think that will sustain us for the rest of the episode. Um, Welcome back to another episode of Honestly. A podcast. With Zoe and Logan. That was Logan. And that was Zoe. Yeah. <laughs> and we are We're once here. again <laughs> back on Zoom. <laughs> back, 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 back again. again. <laughs> Just when I think we've escaped the clutches of Zoom. Yeah. We're here again. Just pulls us back in. It's just like, hey, remember that thing that often freezes, um, the sound cuts out of, and there's a delay? Just you want to hop back on that? A completely unreliable service yeah. to do said podcast. But it's what we have, and it's what we're working with, and it's- work with it we shall. We will work with it. Whether it will work with us is a whole other story. Completely different question. But we're certainly trying our best. Um, Hopefully next week we can be back to recording in person, perhaps at a different locale. Yes. Ooh, we're going <laughs> to switch it up. Fun um, and fresh and feisty. It is feisty, I would say. <laughs> I'm going to add a new word in there. Very much so. Feisty. I like that. I think that's like you're either f- fun, fresh, and flirty or you're fun, fresh, and feisty. Where do you fall? <laughs> Inside of you, there are two wolves. <laughs> Feisty and flirty. And that's the, that, I think as a woman, that's the thread the that dynamic. we're constantly trying to. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. And you should say it. Oh my goodness. Um, how are you doing? Um, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm doing okay. It's another mm-hmm. weird week. I just think that's like. And people being insane. I think that's just how it is from now on. Yeah, I think we've um, reached a point of no return. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That's kind of how it's feeling. And the old getting dark at four o'clock is here to stay. So we're we're dealing with that, but doing our best. Back to you. I don't know why I said it like that, but you really were just like in your news anchor era like Like, all right how are you though I'm great thank you for asking anytime and now Jan with the weather um dark cold dark it's cold it was actually like weirdly warm today I wanted to take cycling out at one point I was like this is not matching no it's like there's something so now I'm just gonna go off on like a weather tangent real quick we gotta do it (laughs) but it's like there's something so ups like I don't know why it's so upsetting to me because it's like I generally like warmer weather but it's like it's the end of October the days are getting shorter and I'm just like honestly just be cold at this point like just be cold I'm annoyed at you not being cold (laughs) it's so weird because like 
I remember it being in like elementary school and around this time there was like literal snow on the ground and you were like hoping that it was melted by Halloween so that trick-or-treating would be okay. Yes. And now it's like, it's still 30. (laughs) It's so weird. It's like warm as hell. But yeah, I remember like in elementary school, like fully trick-or-treating and like winter jackets. (laughs) Boots that ruined your costume. (laughs) God, nobody will understand that. Like children who grew up in like Canada or other like climates similar to ours, where it's like it can get really cold in like October, and you're like, I'm just here bundled up with like a turtleneck under my costume. Like I'm a princess, but you can't see that because I'm wearing a snowsuit. But it's under here. Believe me. That was the worst. I remember just like it would make me so upset every year when my mom was like, okay, but like you need to wear like 17 layers under your costume. (laughs) Then they can't see what's going on. Oh my God, what a nightmare. But I mean, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm 30, flirty, and thriving. Feisty? (laughs) Feisty, I would say. I feel Um, like I'm feeling more feisty than flirty today. Okay. (laughs) All right. We're we're going to do our own like bones, (laughs) no bones. It's a feisty or a flirty day. (laughs) And today, dare I say, it's feeling feisty. It's feisty. It's like Sour Patch Kids. First, they're flirty. (laughs) They're feisty. That's our tagline. Have you been consuming any content in the past week that you would like to share with me and our beautiful audience? With the class? I have. Amazing. <laughs> I decided to look like a super villain in that moment. You were very villainous. I was trying out the news anchor thing that didn't work for me. So now I'm trying out super villain. Pivoting. Or yeah. workshopping. Yeah. Um, I read Final Girl Support Group. I finished reading it. Woo-hoo. It was not what I was expecting, mm. but also what I was expecting. Okay. But it was very good. Like, it's a slasher book, but it's also kind of about, like, women's trauma just in general. Yeah. And I was kind of, like, I saw reviews about that, and I was kind of worried because it's written by a man. So I was like, boo. I felt very, like, now I love the Gaga songs, but what does she know about cameras? (laughs) Like, it felt very that. (laughs) Where I was like, all right. Yeah. Like, I love that you're writing about that, but what? But it was very, like, well done in that regard. All the female characters were written in a way where I was like, I believe you're a character. <laughs> Not oh, just, good. like, she boobed down the stairs boobily. Like, <laughs> they were very good. And the end made me cry. Oh, wow. It was very good. It was also, I really liked how the chapters were broken down because each chapter was named like a horror movie so the first one was like final girl support group and then the third chapter was like final girl support group 3d and like each one it was like returns or like <laughs> oh the God, aftermath or stuff like that and they all had like um pages in between that were like fake news articles that he had written about things oh, cool. and like it was very good and then all the characters were like actual like well-known horror movie characters so it's like you could tell that one of the characters was supposed to be from scream and you could tell one of the characters was supposed to be from like halloween and stuff like that obviously the names are changed but you could tell like and that was also like the only qualm i had was that 
I feel like it relied too heavily on like you knowing mm. those stories because mm-hmm. the main character she's from a movie that I haven't seen yeah so a lot of the time like I'd be like okay so what happened in that movie I would have to google like silent night deadly night which is like a Christmas <laughs> horror movie and I was like wait a minute what happened with that but very good really enjoyed it that's good I'm glad to hear it's by Grady Hendrix right yeah because yeah. I like see so many people talk about his books on book talk and I'm like oh they all sound so good but like I have read nothing but women authors this yeah. year and like it's been really enjoyable and it's like I'm so scared to read a book written by a man at this I know. <laughs> and I was scared when I was like seeing that a lot of it was like about like it is about slasher stuff but you can tell that there's like an undercurrent of like mm-hmm. oh this is actually about like broader scale like things that women yeah. have to deal with and there was like a line or something that was like women notice things because if they don't they die kind of thing where it's like they're just always hyper aware of things going around because we so gotta was like, be <laughs> we gotta be and I was like it was very very well done I oh that's good that. and there was like twists where you were like, oh, well, I saw that twist coming, but then there was like a twist to that, and you're like, wait, no, I was wrong. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> so, a twist within a twist. Within a twist. So I would recommend. Okay. If you liked it and you thought that he was able to write female yeah. characters well, then I'll have to read it at some point. Yeah. I especially because one of the characters is from Scream and I think that you'll like every time she was in it I was like yes go off Julie my <laughs> love queen you. <laughs> love you um I also started watching Only Murders in the Building finally. yes oh my god I'm not, I'm not done I think I'm on like five or six okay I got like a good chunk done it's so good and it's I know so you said good. it was so good and I know everyone has been saying it's so good but like let me give my two cents it's so good (laughs) and I was saying to my parents I was like I think I like it so much because it reminds me of Clue yeah it's like it's kind of like everyone's it's about a murder but everyone's kind of like wacky and it's fun to watch and it's not so like oh they're starving (laughs) solving this really dark thing is what Mm -hmm. I was trying to say but instead starving starving (laughs) Nar. Nar, she's starving. <laughs> They're not like solving a really dark thing and then the whole tone is dark. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of they're just funny wacky people and it's very enjoyable. Yeah, it's like it is. It's kind of like campy and fun. Yeah. Still like I think it offered like really good, I don't know, like commentary on like true crime like yeah fandom nowadays yeah like when her um when selena gomez's mom is like this is her like her life life trauma (laughs) that you guys are like having a fun little Mm -hmm. podcast with and it's like huh so true that's true bestie (laughs) i also really like that they have um selena gomez like playing a character that's like believable for like her age yes like they don't have her being like super super like older than she actually is or mm-hmm. and they don't have her playing like super naive and like a teen yeah. or something it's just like actually a believable like millennial 
Yeah, and I think there's, I think it's in, like, one of the last episodes, but, like, she literally references the fact she's, like, I'm 28, and I'm, like, yeah, yeah. you are 28, like, yeah, I believe <laughs> you. <it. laughs> but that's, I think that's it for content. Oh, all this week so far, I've been watching full episodes on YouTube of Kitchen Nightmares, <laughs> And I just, I feel like that's how you know it's a bad work week. Yeah. Like, that's the telltale sign that I'm out of it. I'm checked out because I'm literally, like, searching <laughs> Kitchen Nightmare full episode six, season six. I don't know. Random, let's throw a number in there and get some better results. <laughs> like, I... <laughs> I'm lost. <laughs> Why is Kitchen Nightmares like the only show that you could watch in full on YouTube? I don't know. Like, has there been like a deep dive investigation into that? I don't know, but it like sucks me in every single time. Like every single time. Oh my it's god. Just... Wow. Wow. A plus. <laughs> Kitchen Nightmares YouTube. Thank you for your service. what about you what have you been consuming um well also murders in the building because the finale aired yesterday so I finished watching it and I mean as you said just such a good fun show I'm so excited for the second season very thrilled (laughs) about that I don't want to say anything because I don't want to spoil anything for you um but it's just it was it's such a fun show and it just it felt very different to like anything else that's kind of like on tv right now which i appreciated um and so loved that would highly recommend you have two people sitting here recommending it to you if you haven't watched it so watch that um also you season three came out last week you your third season (laughs) came out last week um so of course i binged that over the weekend yeah um that show like it has crack in it it is the most addicting thing I'm so obsessed (laughs) it's so good you need to watch it you would really like it I do I think I will I'll start it I'll start it I it's been the first season is so good the second season's like not my favorite but the third season they like stepped it up again and I was like this is what I signed up for (laughs) I feel like at this point everybody knows like what you is but like my sales pitch for it is like it's Dexter meets Desperate Housewives (laughs) and that's like the only way I can describe it. Every time you talk about Desperate Housewives I'm brought back to when I live on the podcast (laughs) realized that it was not about just housewives. Yeah no that there's murder and mayhem and all of that. Yeah. <laughs> no clue. I, where I, was I? We don't know. <laughs> not watching Desperate Housewives. That's another great show. That's a great show. Um, yeah. So you season three, absolutely fantastic. Um, it's just, it's honestly, it's such a funny show. Like it is just, they really hit the nail on the head with like a lot of like millennial like stuff. And I'm just like, yeah. oh my god, it's it's too, it's so good. It's like satire. It's so funny. <laughs> just amazing incredible work (laughs) um so I watched that and then (laughs) succession came back your boys thank the lord my dysfunctional family is back (laughs) on my television screen and I could not be happier um the first episode of season three came out on Sunday so I watched that and it's it looks like it's gonna be a good fucking (laughs) 
<laughs> they've done it again they've done it again um so I'm thrilled I will certainly um keep you all posted about my thoughts yeah. and feelings as the season progresses send me the memes <laughs> I know I'm send just like sending you all this shit I'm like eh. <laughs> I don't know what anything is but I like it <laughs> I want to be involved I feel like it's something that's like it's even funnier out of context yeah like I feel like I'm sending you these things and I'm like this is somehow even more funny because you don't actually know what's going on like (laughs) if it is to be said so it be so it is is (laughs) objectively the funniest thing it's incredible my so that was the episode that that happens in is the last episode of season two which my mom and I rewatched before we watched like the first episode of the new season and like that's how the episode opens is with Greg being deposed and I was like absolutely incredible I'm so glad I get to watch this again here we are (laughs) oh that's funny so yeah those are those are my tv things that I've been watching I'm also reading a book but I'm not finished yet and no matter how desperately I want to talk about it because it's really good I'm gonna wait until I'm gonna wait until I'm finished okay but just know that I'm reading the love hypothesis by Ali Hazelwood and it's so fucking good I look forward to hearing more I feel like I'll have to like debrief you on it like yeah off the pod but I will wait until next week to give my full thoughts and feelings on it but (laughs) spoiler alert it's really good good. (laughs) I like it (laughs) oh that was literally me last night like powering through the last bit of the book because I was like I've wanted to talk about this for the whole time I've been reading it but I'm not done yet and I so know, right? I was like <laughs> it's like I like want to talk about it but then I'm also like scared that like something's gonna happen in like the last 30% of the book and like it's gonna like really change my opinion or something so I don't want to like come on here and be like just this is the greatest book ever and then like next week be like actually I finished it check in and be like I was a liar <laughs> so sorry I lied to all of you <laughs> are we ready for this week's spooktacular event. Let's get into it. Let's explain to the people what we're doing this week. Well, <laughs> I don't know if there's a lot of hand gestures happening <laughs> on my end today. That's fine. That's fine. We're working with it. So every year that we have done this spooktacular of ours, we have done a My Favorite Murder inspired episode where we're each cover a interesting murder case something spooky for you from true crime fans Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so we're gonna cover two cases today and that's very exciting yes it's um very thrilling I think it's also especially funny that we continue to do this because I no longer listen to my favorite murder and you hate listen to it at this point I do (laughs) everyone's I will and I enjoy the mini-sodes because Mm -hmm. it's like other people do the work (laughs) for them so they just read them and then they're like good stories Mm -hmm. but like the full-length episodes have um taken a turn and I hope that they get better. <laughs> and that's why I keep listening, waiting for them to be like, yeah, you did it. You but, did it. You're good again. <laughs> but we haven't gotten there yet. So we're so, taking it upon ourselves. <laughs> taking the reins. Um, 
Do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? Um, I think I went first last week. So why don't you go okay. first this week and present your case to us? <laughs> I printed it out this time. Yes, I had please. to print it out on the desktop computer in my home. <laughs> I felt very um, me in high school <laughs> going on to the home office computer to use the printer. But my laptop is from the pits of hell. Yeah. So we had to work with what we had. So today, <laughs> I will be covering Tamara Samsonova, also known as the Granny Ripper Obsessed. or the Baba Yaga Killer. <gasps> Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. It's Baba Yaga to you, ho. <laughs> it is. Hold on. <laughs> uh, um, so on the back here, you'll see a post-it note where I panic wrote the sources this morning because I forgot to print those off. <laughs> And so, we're nothing if not um, academic scholars who exactly. like to cite our work. <laughs> exactly. And um, much like an academic scholar, my first um, source is Wikipedia. <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> then Murderpedia. Mm. Then Morbidology.com. Obsessed with that. Then MysteriesUnsolved.com. <laughs> Except this is a very solved mystery, but we don't. <laughs> it's fine. Um, then Reddit, of course. Oh, sure. Specifically, someone named True Crime Morgue. Love that. And then a YouTube series called Serial Killer Files. I think it was episode 22. <laughs> but they're little, like, five-minute profiles of serial killers. So. so amazing. Wow, you really, like, you have a lot of sources. I'm one- impressed. It's, a, like, there's not a lot on the Wikipedia, so I had to do some hunting. Yeah. But I respect Hunt that. I did. <laughs> Okay, so Tamara Samsonova was born on, and right away there's some confusion because some articles say she was born on April 25th, 1947. Um, as a Taurus, I do not claim her. I also <laughs> made note of the zodiac sign of my person. <laughs> I, love, I love that for us. So she's either a Taurus or okay. she was born in February 5th, 1947. So that would be. Aquarius that tracks that makes sense (laughs) um but we know for sure she was born in the city of user Russia incredible after graduating from high school she arrived in Moscow and enrolled in the Moscow State Linguistic University Mm -hmm. she eventually moved to St. Petersburg after graduation where she married her husband Alexei Samsonov get ready for the most like russian ukrainian <laughs> names of all time in this whole thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um in nine yeah in 1971 she and her husband settled in the newly built panel house number four on dimitrov street dimitrov <laughs> the same address where she would carry out her crimes uh-oh for most of her working life she worked in the travel industry Love that. working for a travel agency and eventually the grand hotel europe at the time of her retirement she had been working there for over 16 years wow. very exciting uh, good for you uh, <laughs> and then bad for you almost immediately <laughs> um, in 2000 Alexei Samsonov mysteriously disappeared uh. at the time Tamara told neighbors that her husband had run off with another woman and he was having an affair Mm-hmm. and she informed the police that he had simply disappeared without telling her where he went and she had no idea where he was okay fair um the police carried out searches for the man but were unable to find him and the searches went on for years until he was eventually declared deceased 
but so he's deceased. Yeah, he's deceased. <laughs> in March, we're gonna fast forward. Okay. March of 2015, Samsonova met a 79-year-old woman named Valentina Nikolaevna Yulanova. <laughs> Katerina Petrovna Zamolochikova. What's your dad? <laughs> Just calls me Katya. Katya. <laughs> um, she also lived in the same complex. And a friend of the two asked Yulanova to take in Tamara for a time due to the fact that Tamara's apartment was being renovated. Um, she lived in the apartment for several months helping with housework. But she began to like living in her, this other woman's apartment so much. <laughs> That she wanted to stay for longer than she was expected to stay there and just like simply refused to leave. <laughs> and all she was, she wasn't like paying to be there. She was only helping with dishes. Like that was her payment was she helped this lady with her dishes. Um, and she was like, no, actually, I don't think I will go. <laughs> Thanks so much though. Um, <laughs> okay, like I'm obsessed with that. <laughs> Like she's just like no, I think I'll stay. But thank like, you. I'll, I'll continue to do your dishes, but but I will be staying. Oh, you want me to leave? No, sorry, I'm no. Thanks for your input, but I I'm staying. But no. Um. <laughs> so the relationship obviously began to deteriorate mm-hmm. until Yulanova eventually asked her, just like point blank, like get out, like you gotta go, <laughs> you gotta leave. So then they had another fight apparently over dirty cups so oh, she wasn't washing the wasn't dishes very well them. i guess <laughs> and so tomorrow decided to do the only reasonable thing which was poison yulanova <laughs> yeah no that's yeah. where my mind yeah. went to actually so she traveled to a town called pushkin where she managed to per- this is wild to me okay she managed to persuade a pharmacist to sell her a prescription drug called finazepam over the counter <laughs> um <laughs> Phenazepam is used in the treatment of various mental disorders such as schizophrenia and anxiety. Mm-hmm. It can also be used as a pre-medication before surgery as it augments the effects of anesthesia. <laughs> and recently, it's gained popularity, especially in Russia, mm-hmm. for as a recreational drug mm-hmm. because it like um, relaxes your muscles. Love so that. people <laughs> like to um, abuse that. And apparently she just <laughs> got it over the counter. So Russia's a fucking wild place, man. It's, it's <laughs> fun Russia fact. They're legally required to have dash cams because of the amount of insurance fraud. <laughs> I think that's, that's wild. Like that is a godless place. Like, like if it you is. are from Russia, I am so scared of you. Just on principle. Like there's a lot to be frightened of. <laughs> like damn, that that's they are like a hardy stock of people. Yes, Russians. they are. God damn. So upon returning to Saint Petersburg, she bought an Olivier salad, one of Yulanova's favorite dishes, oh. and then put the pills in the salad and gave it to the unsuspecting woman. Wild. Do you want to hear what the salad is? Oh, absolutely. I had to Google this, and then I was not disappointed because it's the most most like batshit crazy potato salad you've ever oh heard of. Okay. okay. An Olivier salad is made with diced boiled potatoes, mm-hmm. carrots, yep. brine dill pickles, mm-hmm. green peas, yep. eggs, yep. onions, yep. diced boiled chicken or bologna sausage, okay. ham or hot dogs, mm-hmm. tart apples, mm. And then dressed with mayonnaise, salt, pepper, and mustard to enhance flavors. 
it's so funny because you had me up until the meat because yes. my bopcha used to make almost an identical potato salad, but it didn't have the meat or the apple the in boiled, it. The boiled <laughs> sausages or hot dogs with apples is what I think throws me off. Of yeah, that, that, the most. that took me out. But that's just like, why are delicious. we? <laughs> why are we doing that? Um, Samsonova later found Yulanova's body lying on the kitchen floor on the night of July 23rd. I like it's like she found her. It's like you poisoned her and then <laughs> like she passed she didn't out. It. <laughs> yeah, like um, she then again, logical next steps, mm-hmm. um, proceeded to dismember it with two knives and a hacksaw. Yeah, sure. Um, firstly sawing off her head, <laughs> then sawing the body in half. Okay. removing the organs and separating her whole body into pieces okay um tamar also boiled yulanova's hands and head in a large cooking pot <sighs> in an attempt to get rid of identifiable features mm. um this is the most disturbing part of this um further investigation determined that yulanova most likely was still alive at the time of dismembering but just heavily sedated from oh, the medication. No. So Tamara then discarded Yulanova's body in a shower curtain, hmm. several garbage bags, and that large pot. <laughs> she's, now, I'm just getting rid of the pot. She's just, <laughs> we're going to get rid of the pot. <laughs> On July 27th, 2015, a neighborhood couple were walking their dogs around the Dimitrov Street panel houses. Mm-hmm. When something wrapped in a large piece of plastic caught the attention of their dog. Mm. The curious couple (laughs) decided to open it up after the dog wouldn't leave it alone. Mm -hmm. And much to their horror, they discovered a headless and limbless human torso that had been cut in half to remove the organs. Uh. Um, Police were called (laughs) and during their initial investigation, they discovered CCTV security footage of an elderly woman disposing of a large pot as well as making several trips dragging large plastic bags to the complex's dumpster as well as to a nearby pond just two nights prior to the discovery the footage made it extremely easy for people to identify the woman on the footage as a then 68 year old tamara samsonova damn yeah. she was like let me show you a picture of this is the footage and it's just like there she is with the pot just walking around there's another picture just oh. clear as day with the pot like not funny but that's like deranged it's deranged <laughs> um gets even more deranged wait oh, for no. it the identity of the deceased woman was established on the same day as she was found <laughs> because they surveyed all the apartment residents and when they knocked on Yulanova's door, who opened the door to her apartment? Tamara. <laughs> Tamara did. <laughs> she was no. like, yes, this is my apartment of the murdered woman. Yeah, I live here even though I have my own apartment in the complex. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Oh my god. Tamara, you're insane. Um, <laughs> the police then entered the apartment to search. Uh-huh. Um, upon entrance, they found splatters of blood <laughs> in the bathroom, in the kitchen, mm-hmm. a torn fastening from the shower curtain, um, a large bloodied kitchen knife. Sure. And yeah. she was immediately arrested. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, they had since... her doing weird stuff on the camera <laughs> in the dead woman's apartment. <laughs> with a bloody knife 
It really is just like a clue game. Like it it's Tamara Samsonova in the apartment with the with bloody, bloody kitchen. Knife. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not good. Okay. Further searching of the apartment gave way to the police finding the most crucial piece of evidence in the case. A handwritten journal that detailed Yulinova's murder as well as the murder of 10 other people over the course of 20 years. What? <gasps> His diary entries were written in Russian, English, and German and contained <laughs> mundane de- details of the day plus the murder. So she'd be like, slept bad, killed Yulinova, drank too much coffee, <laughs> killed that guy. Like, it was just like sprinkled in. This woman is insane. Um, among those murders, it was announced that she was also suspected of murdering a 44-year-old male lodger in her own apartment back in 2003 and dismembering his body. When searching her apartment, they found his business card. Um, his identity has never been released to the public, but she admitted to killing him during a quarrel. <laughs> body had been found 12 years prior in an almost exact location to Yulanova's body. Girl, get some new material. In her diary, she wrote, I killed my tenant, Volodya, cut him into pieces in the bathroom with a knife, put the pieces of his body in plastic bags, and threw them away. That was just, like, written in her diary. And then I went and had dinner. Yeah. Wait. (laughs) She she did have dinner. (laughs) Just just wait. During her first court appearance, she made erratic statements. (laughs) Such as claiming she was an actress and also a graduate of the prestigious Veganova Academy of Russian Ballet. <laughs> she also confessed to the murders, but then immediately stated that it was actually her neighbors, all of them who had committed the murders. Sure, yeah. She then blew kisses to the reporters. <laughs> I have a picture of that too. No. There she is. This old crazy bitch. <laughs> Blowing kisses. I'm obsessed with her. And no, also- she's- she looks like she can play be played by the woman who plays Moira on American no, Horror Story. No, she totally does. When are we getting American Ryan. Horror Story? Tamara, whatever. Ryan, Samson. Ryan, <laughs> Ryan, get on it. She blew kisses to the television reporters and stated to the judge, "I have been preparing for this trial for ten years. It's all deliberate." <laughs> Incredible. She's like, no, I got arrested on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, you caught me because I wanted to be caught. That's what I said. So early the following month, detectives in Russia stated that they believed that Samsonova also may have eaten body parts that she removed from the people she she killed. Mm -hmm. In the pot with Yulanova's head and hands, there was evidence of organs, which like you wouldn't have to remove the organs for like identifiable features. So that seemed like a personal choice. (laughs) Um, She often removed the lungs of her victims and ate them is what the police say. Also in her journals or in talking to her it's like not clear from all the articles but she said that she was inspired by andre chikatilo (gasps) nicknamed the butcher of rostov (sighs) who was responsible for the sexual assault murder and mutilation of at least 52 women and children between 1978 and 1990 who also cannibalized his victims so there is some overlap um, just a couple of days later, they told the press that they now believed that Samsonova could have killed up to 21 people 
including her missing husband. Shocking. <laughs> Shocking, right? <laughs> um, police did not rule out further charges, but admitted difficulties in proving other suspected murders because they can't find the remains. Check the same spot. <laughs> Just an inkling. They might be there. She seems to have a pattern, so... <laughs> After being forced to take a forensic psychiatric exam, Samsonova was declared a danger to society and herself, as well as suffering from paranoid schizophrenia. On November 26, 2015, she was found mentally incompetent to stand trial, and in December of 2015, she was sent for compulsory psychiatric treatment in a specialized hospital for an indefinite amount of time. Um, this is likely to mean that claims that she had 10 or more victims will never be fully investigated, even though they all remain open. Damn. Um, when it was decided that she would be held in custody, she smiled and clapped her hands. <laughs> um, she's still alive without any chance of being released. And that is the Baba Yaga killer, Tamara this Samsonova. This woman is fucking insane. It's crazy. She's oh my crazy. god, the blowing kisses is so the blowing funny kisses, to me. The CCTV footage of her with her like <laughs> literal like babushka scarf wrapped around her head carrying a pot with someone's head in it. Like that's sinister. That's in her journals also. Oh my god. Yeah, that those yes. are the journals of a crazed person. Yeah. There she is, just blowing a little kiss to her fans. That's my favorite thing. She literally does just look like a kindly old grandma. No, she does. Like, you would trust her. And then she's like, anyways, I brought you this uh, batshit crazy potato salad. Do you want some? It's full of finazepam. <laughs> oh, did I forget that as the ingredient of the Olivier salad? My bad. Finazepam. Big player in that. I feel like I would be really easy to poison because I love food oh, so much. Yeah. Like, if somebody brought me food? Yeah, like, if somebody brought me potato salad, I'd be like, hell yeah. (laughs) You're the nicest person I've ever met. (laughs) And then I'd be poisoned. Then you would be chopped up and put in a large cooking pot. (laughs) But at least I'd, like, go out doing what I loved, you know, which is eating. (laughs) (laughs) And passing it on the kitchen floor. I don't know. Worst ways to go, I guess. Um, Damn, that's crazy. I've never heard of this. Yes, that's true. I don't remember like where I heard about her, but I was like, I need to write that down. <laughs> yeah. I need to come back to you at some point. <laughs> we'll circle back to you, Tamara. Hang in there, Tamara. Oh my I'll goodness. see you soon. That's wild. Right? Okay. That's crazy. Okay, Granny Ripper. Go off, Queen. Go off, Queen. Slay everyone, apparently. <laughs> She did. She, she did. really did. She absolutely did. Slay the house down boots. Mama, I'm deceased. Mama, so are they. Ooh. Ooh. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Girl, don't do it. Um, okay. That was fantastic. Thank you so Thank much you. for sharing. Thank you so much. I feel changed for the better having heard Thank that you. story. Thank you. What an insane woman. She was, and now I want potato salad. Yeah, no, like, I am hungry now. Once again, I'd be very easy to poison. (laughs) Um, Okay, 
So for mine, I am going to be talking about Elizabeth Bathory. It might be pronounced Bathory. I'm not sure. Um, I did watch a YouTube video to get a pronunciation and they said Bathory. So that's what I'm going to say. But I, <laughs> but I apologize. So Elizabeth Bathory, aka the Blood Countess. Okay. Thick fucking name. Obsessed. Like, icon i think i'm gonna start signing my work emails like it, how people put their like designations i'm gonna put like zoe comma the blood countess. the blood countess like i think that's incredible i think that's like wow yeah coming out the gate strong with the Bold. blood countess feisty she is feisty She's definitely feisty. um okay so let's get into this also Apologies ahead of time. This is a story based in Hungary. I'm probably going to mispronounce names. So listen, I just said so many ovas and e trees and offs. We're fine. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get there. So Elizabeth Bathory was a Hungarian countess born on August 7th, 1560, which would make her a Leo. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. Enough said. (laughs) I'm not going to cast aspersions. August Leo. I don't know. Something to consider. Um, Elizabeth was born into um, prominent Protestant nobility in Hungary. Try saying that. (laughs) Prominent Protestant. Um, Her family controlled Transylvania. LOL. Wow. The blood countess's family controlled Transylvania. This is fake. (laughs) This is absolutely not real. This is fake. Her family controlled Transylvania and her uncle, Stephen Bathory, was king of Poland at the time. Stephen? Stephen. Stephen? Stephen. Okay. Okay. Stephen. I'm sure. We got the blood countess and Stephen. And then uncle Stephen. (laughs) I'm sure there's like a Hungarian translation of Stephen, yeah. but like in where I got this from, it just called him Stephen. And I was like, all right, fantastic. I know how to pronounce that. <laughs> we got one name for sure. Um, so as a child, Elizabeth suffered multiple seizures. Uh oh. Like never a good <laughs> never a good sign. There's head injuries, seizures. Just a little bit of a red flag, okay? Yeah. So we're already kind of in murky waters. She's yeah. Lots of seizures. And so um, while the seizures were likely just caused by epilepsy, which like nowadays we know is something that's like yeah. treatable and like, you know, that's a yeah. thing that people have sometimes. Um, at the time, symptoms related to epilepsy were diagnosed as falling oh. sickness. <laughs> okay. Okay same I guess like big mood just falling sickness like I love the idea of like like not to make light of seizures that's terrible but I love just like in like 1560 they're like I don't know this person's just falling over a lot like this child is fully seizing and they're like wow she's falling just falling a lot um so the treatments for falling sickness included <laughs> rubbing the blood of a non-sufferer on to the person who was experiencing seizures so like if you were a person who didn't have seizures they'd be like hey can we take some of your blood and just you don't mind if i get some of your blood real quick rub that on her lips quickly um or alternatively you could give the person who had a seizure a mix of a non-sufferer's blood and a piece of their skull (laughs) pardon 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 what would they do with that piece of skull where would that go that was unclear do they eat it it kind of seemed like perhaps it was ingested 
very metal of you. Very metal. <laughs> very metal of you to drink their blood and eat their, eat their skull. skull. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so there's that. Just imagine like being a child and like having this like illness that like causes you to fall down a lot. And then making you eat skulls. And drink blood. They're like, okay. that seems like a good cure for that. Okay. Um, so some sources have claimed that Elizabeth was trained by her family to be cruel. <laughs> I love, like, just, like, I'm just being trained by my family to be cruel. Um, okay. That's an interesting phrasing of that. Um, there are stories that Elizabeth witnessed brutal punishments executed by her family's officers and that she was taught Satanism and witchcraft by family members. <laughs> okay. Once again, okay. very metal. Very metal. <laughs> How metal of you? How metal of you? Um, so at the age of 13, Elizabeth gave birth to her first child. Oh, no. Not metal. Arguably not metal. Arguably the opposite of that. Um, yeah, the ripe age of 13, popping oh, out the first kid. No. Um, no, no. The child was said to have been fathered by a peasant boy, which I think is a really funny way to describe somebody. <laughs> Just a peasant boy. A peasant boy. Um, and then supposedly the child was given to a local woman to be raised. Like, they were like, this child was born out of wedlock. Like, we're this, like, very prominent family. Like, this yeah. is, that kid's going elsewhere. Like, okay. get him out of here. It so, has to be inbred, is what you're saying. <laughs> Kind of, yeah. And so, like, you know, it's not related to us on multiple fronts. It's got to go. Yeah, that's red yeah. flag. And also, you know, she was 13. She couldn't raise a child. No. Um. So then in 1575, at the age of 15. Okay, um, an adult. <laughs> she was a full-grown woman at that point. Yeah. Elizabeth married, and this name, I'm not going to pronounce it properly. He was a count, and his name was Ferenc. Fer- okay. I'm going to assume that translates to Frank. Okay. Um, we'll just Frank, say Frank. Frank Nadasdi. Nadasdi. I don't know. He was a member of another... Nasty. Pa- nasty. Frank Nasty. Uh, he was a member of another powerful Hungarian family. So they were okay. basically like, we're a powerful family. You're a powerful family. Let's link up. Let's and take over. <laughs> and take over Europe. Um, and so they got married when she was 15, but they'd actually been engaged since she was 10 years old. Okay, now I'm going to ask a question that I don't think I'll like the answer to. Mm-hmm. How old was Frank, did you say? I actually don't have okay. an age, but I actually, I think I did see at one point, they actually weren't as far apart okay. in age as you might think. Good, good. Because um, I, I had a similar thought. <laughs> yeah. I was like, is this like a 40-year-old man yeah. marrying a 15-year-old? But he would, I would say he was within 10 years of her. Okay. Maybe less. Not as horrific as they usually are. Yeah. So there's that. Um, okay. So they're married. Uh, between 1585 and 1595, Elizabeth pops out four children, legitimately born this time with her husband. Okay. Um, there's Anna, Catalin, Andras, and Pal, which just translates to <laughs> Paul. Pal. <laughs> um, so she has some kids. And then everything seems fine and well. And then on January 4th, 1604, Elizabeth husband, Elizabeth's husband, Frank, I'm gonna call Wrong. him Frank. Uh, he dies at the age of 48. So very okay. sad. Rip Frank Sorry, seemed Frank. like a great guy. He didn't um, drink from enough skulls, I don't think. <laughs> didn't drink from enough skulls. And that that'll get you every time. That does. 
Um, so it was kind of like after Frank's death that rumors of Elizabeth's atrocities began to spread throughout the kingdom. Yeah. So there was a Lutheran minister named Istvan Magyari. Maybe. <laughs> I believe you. Um, you said it confidently. Thank you. So Istvan made complaints about her both publicly and at the court in Vienna. Like he basically threw down and was like, this bitch is crazy. <laughs> crazy. Um, and then like, honestly, in typical police fashion, like nothing's changed in like 500 years. Mm-hmm. The Hungarian authorities took their sweet time to like respond to Istvan's complaints. <laughs> and it wasn't until, get to it. yeah they're like it's honestly like it's not important like you're accusing her of like killing a bunch of people it's fine we'll worry about that later um so he it wasn't until 1610 that king matthias ii assigned somebody <laughs> to investigate so like oh. Frank died in like 1604 and then like 1610 is when they finally like launched this investigation (laughs) so like a lot of stuff happening in between (laughs) some time had passed um so over the next year approximately 300 witness statements were collected um and this this is what they said and this is what our girl Elizabeth was accused of According to the testimonies, Elizabeth's first victims were girls between the ages of 10 and 14 years old. Um, Elizabeth is said to have started by killing the daughters of lower class families who were sent to her to learn courtly etiquette. Because, like, I don't know, I guess that was a thing that people did back in those days where, like, you, if you were, like, of lower class, you'd, like, send your daughters off to, like, nobility or whatever to be, like, here, learn how to be a woman or something. Yeah, look at (laughs) that. And then get a good husband and whatever, get married when you're 15. Um, So she had a lot of young girls at her disposal. Okay. Um, So Elizabeth really got creative with the torture, and some victims were covered in honey and live ants. No. Yeah, this gets gnarly. Just like I probably should have for their face, ants for their face and for their body. For their body, this gets gnarly. I probably should have prefaced that. Covered in honey and live ants, others were burned with hot tongs and then placed in ice baths, particularly like during the colder months. Oh, Mm. fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Elizabeth also liked to drive needles into their fingers. She liked to cut their noses and lips, and bite their titties and burn their flesh. Oh, oh, it got worse and worse as it went along. Yeah, and I really, I, I pared it down. There were, <laughs> I imagine, there were some other sources that like went into like great detail, and I was like, I don't think we need that. Okay, like I Mm-mm. think this paints a picture. I and, see what's happening, and, and I don't like it, and I don't love it. Um, so she did all of that supposedly. Um, so. In the end, Elizabeth, with the assistance of her servants, is said to have tortured and killed more than 600 girls. Oh, my God. (laughs) A staggering number. That was way more than I had anticipated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, she she is considered to be, like, one of the most prolific female serial killers, like, in the history of the world, um, with potentially more than 600 victims. Obviously, record keeping on those sorts of things was a little spotty back then. They weren't oh. pulling a Tamara and writing it down in their diaries. She was not journaling about it. Um, so 
On December 30th, 1610, Elizabeth and four of her servants were arrested. The servants were put on trial in 1611, and three of them were subsequently executed. That fourth one managed to, like, get off (laughs) scot-free or something, like, not sure what happened there. (laughs) Um, And then this is great and just, like, really speaks to the fact that nothing has changed in 500 years or however long it's been because, because Elizabeth came from a powerful family, she wasn't put on trial. Oh, yeah. She was simply sentenced to house arrest. You kill 600 people and their thing is like, yeah, remain in your probably beautiful house. Yeah. So she remained confined to her chambers in her literal castle. Yeah. um, Until she died on August 21st, 1614 at the age of 54. Oh my God. Um, So I feel like I have some rumors to unpack because I feel like Elizabeth Bathory is always somebody that gets like talked about and there's like a lot of like lore around her and I feel like everybody knows her as the woman who like bathed in blood and like killed all these girls to like bathe in their blood and like keep her youth or whatever um so there's a few rumors that have been like debunked over the Uh years some insist that Elizabeth inspired Bram Stoker's Dracula like they're like she that's the inspiration for it um and dracula was first published in 1897 but like there's literally nothing to support this theory like people just no. say it but it's like Someone's there's like there's blood in there, there so yeah. <laughs> they're like the um, same. she had like supposed like vampire tendencies so like therefore must be vampire so that's not true um, and then it's also commonly believed that Elizabeth was, like, caught in the act of torturing somebody when she was arrested. Mm. But she was just eating dinner. Oh. Less she exciting. Just, <laughs> just enjoying a meal. But, like, the guy, who, the guy who arrested her, like, made the statement of, like, I caught her red-handed. And so everybody was just like, oh, my God. You he saw her, like, with blood on her hand yeah. like, in the middle of torturing somebody. And then it was like, oh, no, she... Oh, like, did I, did I say red-handed? I meant she was, like, eating with her hands. I'm sorry. My bad. I, to be fair, I got ahead of myself there. I apologize. (laughs) It was taken out of context. I should have been more clear. And for that, I am sorry. (laughs) And then finally, so Elizabeth is famously described as having vampiric tendencies and would bathe in the blood of virgins in order to retain her youth. And, like, this, like, I've known about this for such a long time, and, like, I'll always see people talking about her, especially around Halloween. Yeah. God, like, this is this broad. Um, no, the, like, mention of Elizabeth's bloodbaths, like, were not recorded until a hundred years after her death. Like, that is not something that was ever brought up, like, during her lifetime or even, like, close afterwards. Like, this woman did enough horrific things that you don't have to, like, make up new ones. Like, right? the stuff that was there alone, bad enough. <laughs> Not good. I just think that's so insane because, like, I feel like I've seen so many, like, videos about this girl, this girl, this broad over, like, the years and stuff. And it's always just like, oh, my God, like, she bathed in the blood yeah. of, like, young women. And it's like, that's not even true. Like, yeah, she, like, you does just not like she was a good person. But, like, she covered them in honey. And put some ants on them. Put some ants on them. But I thought that was so interesting. I was like, she gets this, like, rep for, like, having this thing. And then I also saw something that indicated that, like, it wouldn't have even really been possible for her to bathe in the blood because of, like, coagulation. Yeah. (laughs) By the time you have filled up, like, it's not going to be something you can submerge yourself into. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) 
um yeah so that's elizabeth bathory the blood countess wow. although like i don't know how bloody she actually is right more like auntie yeah the aunt countess the aunt countess um there was like one source that i was looking at and then i was like are you it, like it felt like a, like a little too like they're like yeah she's a girl boss <laughs> oh like, the girl bossification <laughs> The girl bossification of Elizabeth Bathory. Of the blood countess. Because they were basically going on and on about how, like, she couldn't have been responsible for all of this. And, like, trying to, like, make it seem like she was, like, less responsible for her crimes than she was. And I was like, okay, I'll Um, that, like, she probably didn't bathe in blood. But, like, there were a lot of accounts of her, like, torturing people. So, like, some of those were, like, not accurate, like there's some truth to that there's enough there out of the 600 plus that are true (laughs) like have to be true and that's bad it's insane it's so it's so deeply upsetting Um, why must we girl bossify everyone why don't have to do that it's not necessary um for my references i got my information from wikipedia of, of course. course uh britannica.com wow. shout out to britannica and biography.com wow and they gave me a very um good understanding of elizabeth and her life um and i just think that that's insane if she yeah. kills 600 people yeah that's a lot and a lot of um dare I say creative um methods of torture yeah um Mm -hmm. not positively creative but certainly creative (laughs) it's definitely definitely interesting um the only thing that I could really so like obviously the initial thing I thought was like okay she killed all these people so she could bathe in their blood but then when like that got debunked there wasn't really like a good explanation for like why she did what she yeah. did other than like she was a sadist yeah, and like there might have been fun. like might have been like a sexual component to it well like yeah why are you like biting why are you biting boobies? titties <laughs> biting boobies biting boobies <laughs> like why are you doing that why? there's no reason for that kind of behavior there's no reason for any of your behavior but like that seems like an right. extra touch that's just yeah. like really just feels personal yeah to you just yeah that just feels like you're work working through something I think (laughs) let's let's talk it out (laughs) let's unpack this together Elizabeth do it together Lizzie let's go (laughs) Lizzie white woman Uh, Lizzie (laughs) Lizzie McGuire Lizzie McGuire Um, is there anything else spooky we would like to discuss this week? I'm so spooked from our so, stories. So that spooked told. out. I like <laughs> that we both picked um women. That's very girl boss of us. That is very girl boss of us. And I feel like I A, in terms of like the thought that went into picking mine, I like picking female killers because it's like a little fun and different and very girl boss of me yeah and I also picked one that happened so 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 long ago that it feels a little bit less intensely upsetting yeah you know yeah yeah so (laughs) I just picked one that made me go what oh no yours (laughs) is absolutely batshit crazy crazy. (laughs) like blowing kisses to reporters I truly that is one of the most interesting ones that I think I have done yeah that's insane 
Also, I'm like thinking back at like other ones that I've done and I'm like, why does everyone that I do kind of take a cannibal twist? There does. There's Nathaniel Barjona. Mm-hmm. I think the last one was not cannibally, but mm-hmm. who knows? There, there probably was something. I think there was something. That's interesting. Are you trying to tell me something? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'll never tell. That's the secret. I'll never tell. XOXO. Squirrel. <laughs> Squirrel. Squirrel. Anything else? I mean, I hope everyone's enjoying our Halloween spooktacular yeah. thus far. We'll have our big finale episode next week. Still somewhat to be determined what we're doing. <laughs> TBD, baby. But, you know, in the meantime, you can follow us on social media. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at HonestlyPod and Facebook.com slash HonestlyPod. Uh, feel free to send us an email if you have any thoughts and feelings about our Halloween spectacular. Mm-hmm. If you have anything you want to share for our last episode, let us know. The honestly podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Hit us up, please. And thank Hell you. Hell yeah. We also have a website, which is the honestly slash home. Don't forget the slash home. It will lead you nowhere. And you want to go somewhere. The website. Go to the website. <laughs> um check that out we also have merchandise for merchandise you can go to our website and click the merch tab or you can go to honestlypod.threadless.com mm-hmm. check it out lots of cute, cute stuff. stuff cute stuff so many cute things with our cute little faces on little it cartoon faces on it so cute mugs bags notebooks so much whatever your heart desires you want it's it there you got it <laughs> We're peddling it. The wares have been peddled. We're constantly peddling the wares. Um, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Podable, Pocket Casts, maybe <laughs> other places. <laughs> Just a weird noise. <laughs> other places? Maybe. That's up to you to find out. It's a personal journey, I think. Yeah. That- We've given you a start. You find your own way if you must that's so true honestly very beautiful this mm-hmm. is a soul searching event <laughs> it <is>. okay <laughs> it is it absolutely is um don't forget to leave us a review on apple podcasts or any other platform where you can leave a written review um send us a screenshot of it and we'll send you some limited edition honestly pod stickers for the love of god they are so limited and such an addition that you need to get them while they're piping hot and boy are they piping steamy (laughs) sensual feisty they're feisty and flirty i would say they are they're both they tow that line (laughs) and boy do they tow it well um is that it (laughs) that's all all right bye spooky bye Honestly is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media forward slash podcasts.